Ahead. Uh, this is the 27th day of Kislev, which is the third day of Hanukkah. The 27th day, you know, Hanukkah starts the 25th of Kislev, so that the 27th of Kislev is the third day of Hanukkah. This is in the year Tovkuf uh, Samach Aleph. Um, this corresponds to the, it was a Sunday, December 14th, 1800. Okay? So that was the day that the Alter Rebbe was released from prison a second time. Uh, basically two years earlier when we have the big celebration of Yutas Kislev, that's one thing. But then we have again, we have uh, the celebration of the uh, 27th day of Kislev, which is the time when he went out of prison the second time. Now, there was a little bit of a, of a difference that the Rebbe writes I just want to say to you, there is actually another view um, that says that the Rebbe went out on the fifth day of Kislev. There's like a, a dispute over there. And according to the Rebbe, it's both true. There was a certain sense of, I guess, redemption that took place at the 27th day of Kislev. And there's something that took place two days later on the 29th day of Kislev. Um, and um, the Rebbe seems to imply that Maybe he wasn't fully at that time, maybe something else. It could have been that we both had to do somehow, both of these dates. But the more accepted date uh, is we go by the third day of, of Kislev. And the um, previous Rebbe writes that for two months, um, that is from the 28th day of Tishri till the 27th day of Kislev, uh, the Rebbe was put in the tiny Soviet. Tiny means... Tiny Soviet means a small Soviet. It's not as severe as we had experienced two years before that. Uh, there he was in a, in, in a fortress, and it was in a, where they held uh, some serious uh, offenders of you know people that were really a threat, uh, and that was a very uh, a much more difficult uh, situation. In this case, he was in a. Um, Basically, in the offices, it was like a holding cell in the tiny Soviet. And there were more than 20 groups of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, officials and scholars and uh, of various kinds of uh, philosophers um, that participated in um, trying to investigate the Jewish religion and the Kabbalah and the Jewish history um, during the time when there was a Jewish court, when there was the Sanhedrin, and they had an interest to see uh, how you know the Alter Rebbe's uh, teaching uh, fits in with that, because as we will see, the um, part of the complaints of the um, the slander the Rebbe was that he was sort of changing and he was leading the Jewish people away Different from direction. the in another direction um, they um, all these um, investigations uh, took, uh, took place in the in one of the rooms that were in the tiny Soviet and the Alter Rebbe would occasionally answer in Russian he would answer them in Russian sometimes he would answer in Russian Kodesh and his son Reb Meir Reb Moshe I'm sorry he would translate what the Alter Rebbe said into Russian, and he would 
he was a very uh, great intellectual, his son, and he also spoke many languages, as we learned. And he would uh, articulate and he would elaborate and he would give explanation to the words of his father, of course, with the uh, fitting explanation with his father's approval. So what happened is when they ended the Rebbe's investigation and they uh, looked into all these different things, so that was already on Sunday, as mentioned before, the 27th day of Kislev, and it was the third night of Hanukkah. And then the Rebbe got permission to move into a private residence. Um, but he was instructed that he must remain in the city of Petersburg. He's free to live where he wants, but he still has to lay a city in Petersburg. The officers and the, the, the officials recognized that the Alter Rebbe is a tremendous organizer, tremendous leader, and that it, the majority of the Jews uh, are actually following and uh, going after the teaching of the Hasidim and their leaders in all of the Russian country. And the influence of the Alter Rebbe is also on the leaders of the other Hasidic groups is uh, very uh, prominent. And the Tsar, Pavel was the Tsar, he agreed to the suggestion of the uh, officials of the government to totally free the Alter Rebbe, to allow him to conduct himself with the full uh, tradition uh, that the uh, Alter Rebbe has organized as in the beginning, but one thing, he had one restriction, that he should temporarily remain in Petersburg. So the Alta Rebbe went over to a private home in Petersburg, and of course the Jewish and the Hasidic community were overjoyed with the, again, with the uh, exoneration, you know, to get the Alta Rebbe uh, freed and uh, free to do. Now, the Rebbe, previous Rebbe writes in one of his letters that on the, after the second time in the year Tovkuf Samach Aleph, there was a tremendous victory for the teaching of Hasidus and the uh, Hasidic customs with more force and with more power than even the first time. But the difference was that in the first time, it was really uh, imprisonment, and he went out from basically from imprisonment. He was incarcerated. Whereas the second time, he did not sit in a prison, and he was just in. And uh, there was also another difference in where the first time around, two years before that, the main slandering was as it relates to the Alter Rebbe himself. They said that he wants to become a king in Jewish people, that he's gathering people uh, to arrive himself. He wants to rebel against the government. He's trying to set up his own thing. But in the second time, in Tovkuf Samachalev, it was mainly on the teaching of Hasidus. What we learned that eventually... Yeah, I'm sorry? Was it the Mcnaghan twice that... Yeah, they were always involved in trying to get the Rebbe uh, in trouble, the Alter Rebbe in trouble. Now, the... um, the um, the end was that there was another person who was friendly with the Alter Rebbe. He convinced the government that if the Rebbe is going to move to his area, 
so then the, the Rebbe would be able to be free uh, to do, you know, as he as he wanted. Then the Rebbe Rebbe moved, and that started a whole new period of of the expansion of Hasidim with the Rebbe because there was a new whole new. Uh, they treated them very well, and they were able to to uh, to really develop in a in a much stronger way. And I said before that the other date would be uh, the 29th day of, uh, of Kislev would be um, uh, today is of course is Rosh Chodesh you know and that's <laughs> the reason why we have this gathering uh, of all the Rebbe's Shluchim on the uh, Rosh Chodesh was as I mentioned that on Rosh Chodesh uh, Kislev was the day that the Rebbe went home uh, after not feeling well and suffering a uh, uh, an incident during Simchas Torah, Shmini Atzeret in the shul, uh, the Rebbe recovered um, in his room. They brought in all the equipment necessary. It was like a whole uh, a hospital, like a right. field hospital, and there was a lot of um, a lot of anxiety and there was a lot of concern. And there was a small period of time that the Rebbe was sort of unconscious and there was a whole big debate between the uh, doctors and the uh, attendants that took care of the Rebbe and um, the doctors sort of were saying that there is no way they can give the Rebbe the full medical uh, care in the room over there, notwithstanding all the equipment and everything that they can bring, but there's nothing like a hospital, a hospital where you have everything there. And uh, but the Rebbe, before I guess the Rebbe lost conscience, he expressed. said that he expressed his wishes that he doesn't want to go to the hospital; that everything that can be done can be done in the room over there. But in that dire moments, when it seemed like very, very uh, dangerous, like it was beyond, and there was a whole debate. You know, what do you do? Do you take, do you take the Rebbe, and then you know, against you know, against his wishes, you know, and uh, and they went and they asked the Rebbe, the Rebbe's and the Rebbe's wife, what to do, and um, of course, you know, because the Rebbe would give everybody medical advice, also, even though the Rebbe wasn't a doctor, that wasn't his profession. But yet the Rebbe would give very sound and very, um, you know, reliable uh, information, people that seek the Rebbe's guidance. And they said that the Rebbe's uh, wishes should be, that overrode, the Rebbe's wishes should be uh, listened to and Baruch Hashem, uh, everything worked out at the end. Now we can only imagine you know, if they didn't listen to the Rebbe, and we don't know how things would play out, you know, it, but it took a tremendous amount of, of courage of some of the people there to defy and the doctor's opinion or, and some doctors just said, if that's the attitude, we're out of here, you know, because we're, we're scientists and we're follow the medical science right, and we don't believe in right. any supernatural things or any Rebbe things or things like that. We got to go by the books, you know, and if this doesn't go by the books, but fortunately there were enough that had uh, more faith in the Rebbe and in the Rebbe's uh, uh, 
uh, abilities and the Rebbe's instruction, and they listened to the Rebbe. And generally, the Rebbe said in, in medicine, and I think that that's something which the medical science will agree to, that a lot of the person's recovery and health depends on the feeling psychological. The person should feel good. If you put a person in a position where he doesn't want to be, that could have a negative, actually, effect sure. on his on his recovery and on his is and uh, doing something that goes against the wishes of the person may actually cause the person to become more uh, more ill. Now, in this case, the Rebbe stayed in his room, and for the first time that he was able to leave. That was on Rosh Chodesh uh, Kislev. That was the Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So we're going today. We're talking about the end of Kislev, the freedom of the Alter Rebbe, which took place on the twenty seventh day of Kislev. But, the, but the first, the beginning of the month is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, and somehow the beginning and the ends are connected. So two celebrations. So the whole month. There's more than two, by the way. We learned about a lot of celebrations, but. Somehow the month of Kislev has to do with the general redemption from the entire uh, uh, Hasidic sort of in various different years and different stages. It looks like that the month of Kislev and the 27th day of Kislev, of course, is still middle of Hanukkah and Hanukkah lapses over into the month of Tevis for several days because we have eight days of Hanukkah. Um, So that's um, part of the I guess the general celebration of the month of, of Kislev, and um, I guess that one of the um, most important things that we learn from all these things is that the Hasidus um, showed that there is something, there's a deeper layer than what's on the revealed. Hasidus is the inner part. So that means you have a, something which you look at as it is in the surface. You, know, you just look at it and you see what you see with your eyes. But, but there's something more than what your eyes, what your eyes can see. That's what Hasidus reveals the inside. So in every aspect of it, uh, it reveals something deeper. And you know, Rebbe's work was mainly to reveal the deeper part in every, in every one of us that we have that extra depth and we just gotta sort of scratch it, look for it and reveal it to bring it up and uh, said to actually bring it out in some practical uh, not just a feel good kind of a thing of uh, you know makes me feel good or not but to do a mitzvah and every mitzvah has the power to draw another mitzvah as we see that one mitzvah grows another mitzvah I once heard the Rebbe saying I once read actually in the letter of the Rebbe Rebbe says, you know, sometimes, you know, like uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, you ask somebody to do a mitzvah, he says, don't bother me, you know, get away, you know. Or, and sometimes, you know, in America we have an expression, you know, mind your own business, you know. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, the people go on the streets, you know, with the mitzvah tanks, and then they will say, are you Jewish? Uh, did you put out the film? And sometimes you'd get a response, none of your business, you know, or something, uh, something like that. What do you care? But... And, and, and the Rebbe said, very interesting, is, you know, that sometimes, you know, a person is very fast asleep. And then there, the house is on fire. And then you come and you try to wake him up. And he says, wait a minute. He says, I'm sleeping. I'm having beautiful dreams. I'm in la-la land. I don't want to be woken up. But you know what? When you wake him up and you save his life, 
eventually he will thank you, even though right then he doesn't want to be woken up. He wants to, yeah. So a lot of these Jews, or a lot of situations, where people didn't want to be shaken up, they wanted to stay where they are, left alone, you know, don't bother me. But eventually they will not know how to thank you enough how do them? So the told a story yesterday about this rabbi in the university, who um, who unfortunately the the woman she married she married out of the faith. She married somebody non-Jewish, and then she was unfortunately she got ill and she was she she had a, just a very little time, and she was going to die. So she asked her husband, her non-Jewish husband, she asked her husband to. She has to see the rabbi. She wants to see the rabbi. So the rabbi comes down, and you know the Chabad rabbi comes down, and the woman says to him, "Look, you know what? I have one one big concern of mine before I'm going to die. But I have one big concern. You know, my son. He's going to be in two years from now. He's 11 years old. He needs to be bar mitzvah." She says, "I want you to promise me that you're going to make him a bar mitzvah." Because his father is, is not, not Jewish, Jewish and he's not he's not gonna make up a mess. So anyways, so she goes ahead and then next day or so, unfortunately she dies. So he calls up the father, the, the Shaliah calls up the father, and he tells his father um, about what is now this was not next day, this was like a year like a year before the Bar Mitzvah, he remembered, so he calls up the father and he says Listen, this was your wife's last wishes that she called me, you know, or he was there, he knew what she wanted. And he says, I, I need to start studying with your son for his bar mitzvah. And he said, listen, he says, I'm very, very sorry, he says, but then I married another woman now who's, who's not Jewish. And I'm not Jewish. We practice nothing in our home. Our, our kid is growing up in a home which has no relevance or no connection to Judaism at all. There's no point in making a bar mitzvah. He says, sorry, you know, I'd love to, but this just doesn't fit in the... Okay, so he didn't know what to say exactly at that moment. But then later on, he calls him back, and he says to him, listen. He says, I want you to tell me, you know, your kid is going to grow older, and he's going to go to college, he's going to come back home, he's going to knock at my door, the rabbi says, and your kid is going to tell me He's going to say, I know that my mother told you that before she died, that you should see to it that you're going to teach my son Bar Mitzvah. So he's saying to this to the father, he's saying to him, you tell me, what am I going to tell your son? What am I going to tell him? And, you know, and he realized, he says, you know what, you're right. And then they... Um, made him a bar mitzvah, and, you know, of course, and on his bar mitzvah, he was, like, uh, very elated, you know, related that, you know, that, that, and we don't know the end of the story yet, it could be whatever, you know, the end of the story is, uh, the, but shows you that, um, you know, what is a woman before she's dying, she, even though she married out of the faith, and she's, what was concerned her is that her kids should have a bar mitzvah, you know, that means, shows a tremendous amount of, that the, root of one's Yiddishkeit, notwithstanding the fact that on the surface they may not practice it or they may not even acknowledge it, that it's, it's there. there, 
it's deep down and when it comes to a moment of a test that comes out and she says what she's concerned before she dies and nothing else she wants to make sure that her son has a bar mitzvah so you know but that's really there all the time so that's why we got to keep on banging on doors <laughs> and you know hopefully that we can make a difference and make this world a better place